All right, let's rock and roll. What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back in Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are in the heart of Arlington County, of course. The studio is in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for an exciting episode, number 115. And to get us through this episode, I've got one of my co-hosts. Of course, it's Joanna E. Russo to my right today. Joanna, what's up? I live somewhere now. You do? I do. Wow. Do tell. Yeah, I moved. Um, I moved into a great house with a great roommate. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so now I can finally like unpack my things. Is this an indictment on your old house and your no, old roommate? No, no, okay. no, in no okay. way whatsoever. Okay, um, gotcha. Yeah, that was great, but it just wasn't my forever home. Okay. This might not be my forever home either, but it's good. It's a good, oh, good. stopover. All right, well, uh, the, the fans are riveted to uh, your travel and car updates and living situations, so thank you for keeping us updated. I'll expect a full uh, review when Docs gets, gets back in town as well. Uh, it's good to have a place to lay your head. It really yeah. is. And unpack yeah. your 472 bucks. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. All right. Even though Docs is out of town, we've got a big show to get to today, Joanna. You know, we're going to roll on without uh, William E. Docs and bring in a, an exciting guest today. Uh, thrilled to be joined by the American record holder in the mile, Alan Webb. That's amazing. I know. Is this the first American record holder that we've had on the show? I think it it is. <gasps> Molly Huddle. Oh, Molly Huddle was yeah. on the show too. Okay. All right. Well. So this is the first male. Why are you fact checking? We should have just said yes. It's the first American record. <laughs> well, it's the first male. First male American yeah. record holder. But yeah. I like that we led with a female. Yeah, that's that's true. Alan ran three forty six ninety one back in two thousand seven, and you know what? It's crazy. Today, as we record on July twenty first. 2017. This is the 10-year anniversary of his American record. This exact day? This exact day. Wow, we planned that really well. Can you believe that? Alan Webb will be in studio on the 10-year anniversary of his American record uh, back July 21st, uh, 2007. So I am, I'm super excited uh, to talk to Alan. He's a local guy. He grew up in Reston, so a lot of people in this area have really followed his incredible career and his success over the years. So I think probably a lot of our audience knows him. Uh, so it's just a thrill to have him in town uh, this weekend. He's going to do the book club on Sunday night. He's also going to be at the Crystal City Twilight Race tomorrow night. So it's Alan Webb Friday, Alan Webb Saturday, and Alan Webb Sunday. It's an Alan Webb weekend. It is an Alan Webb weekend. How lucky are we? So awesome. So uh, I want to thank Alan for being here off the top and, of course, thank his, uh, his brother, Chris Webb, uh, who works for the store, who helped facilitate getting him here. So thrilled to have uh, the American record holder in the mile on his 10-year anniversary join us in studio. Also on today's program, uh, I want to set up uh, our interview for next week. Um, excited about uh, an interview that, uh, again, you and I, I think Docs is still going to be in, out of town. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit about uh, the person we're going to interview next week. Uh, so two A-plus guests in a row. Not that, you know, Brian Danz wasn't an A-plus. Yeah, I was about to ask what your grading scale <laughs> yeah, was. Exactly. 
See, you know, I would say all our, our guests are A+. Plus. So yeah. I, I probably shouldn't be, be... I don't think be, you should be grading. I, should, I don't think I should be grading. But thrilled to, to talk about uh, talk to Alan this week and then talk, to, uh, talk about our next week's guest as well. All right, Joanna. But before we get to Alan, I want to throw in a couple clips from what we did last week when Docs was in town. Oh, okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll throw those in right here. All right, well, let's get started with something you might talk about there, mm-hmm. Docs. Uh, hmm. You're doing a race. What could that possibly be? You're doing a race, and he actually, Docs, was excited to talk about a race. Are you getting in shape? Is that, is that um, the... I'm worried. I'm not in the shape I need to be. But you're you're doing some uh, running. I am running. Yeah, I've been running. I follow um, you on Strava. Mm-hmm. But you never, you never like my my I, runs on I, Strava. You never give me kudos. I do when you, I do when <laughs> you're over ten miles. <laughs> Which I'm going to go, a- go back and look at all my over 10-mile runs then um, <laughs> and see if that if that fact holds up. Is that the barometer? Uh, you only give kudos to runs that are over 10 miles? Well, not necessarily. Or is for that just, just specific? Okay. Just for him, yeah. Mm, well, um, I am running a Ragnar trail relay with my high school teammates out. It, it, well, they, they claim it's Tahoe, but then you come to find out that, that you're not actually – it's like near Tahoe. Um, which is fine, but right. you know, finally, but they that sold means, you on Tahoe. Though. They sold me right. on Tahoe. Um, actually, they sold me on on doing a Ragnar uh, race with my high school teammates. The, if Farley was on the team, not being close to Tahoe would be a problem because we would lose Farley in a casino, and mm, then when it was yeah. his time to run, we wouldn't have enough time to That's get him to true. the starting line. I thought it was going to be uh, internet connection related, maybe mm-hmm. further away from Tahoe, mm-hmm. not good signal, but the casino is another good yeah. reason why I wouldn't be there. Okay, right. yep, gotcha. Just judging by the last time I did a Ragnar relay with you, and there was a casino uh, at the start line. Yeah, there is a casino at the start of... The, the DC uh, one. DC Ragnar mm-hmm. race. Yeah, and rocking. you jumped out of a moving vehicle to go lose $100 in blackjack. Again, he's embellishing, and I won. Um, but, it, yeah, there is a casino at Rocky Gap Casino where uh-huh. the race actually starts. Neither of them advertise with us, and it's not part right. of my story. Good point. Okay. But uh, it's funny that you bring up Strava because, because for this race um, – these guys were asking me, telling me, not asking, telling mm-hmm. me that I got to get on Strava uh, so that they could monitor my, my training. Oh, they wanted to make sure that you were fit enough to run with them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, I, it, it's good to figure out who's going to run which leg, uh, even though everybody has to end up running the, the same distance and everything. Um, but the race is eight people uh, running three loops, uh, a three mile, a five mile, and a seven mile. But the order in which you run is strategic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been reluctant to join Strava. Farley has always pressured me. My high school friends have pressured me to nice. get on Strava. I've always refused. Whoops. I've always refused. And I and I got on Strava for this race. And I have to say that there's a couple features with, with Strava that I really like. Wow. The bubbles? I don't. I don't actually do the bubbles. Um, okay. I don't actually go to Strava. So what I did was I linked my Garmin Connect. So when I get home, I just sync my phone and mm-hmm. then it automatically uploads. So kind of like that, but that wasn't the thing that I was going to talk about. But um, 
I do like the kudos and the comments because I get emails. So I'll go do a run or I'll do a long run. Uh, and then you get like people encouraging you. I didn't think I would like it, but I do. Yeah. I, I like that people are like looking and monitoring and keeping you honest. Look at social docs. Uh, Look at this. <laughs> nice. Um, and the other thing I really, really like about Strava is you put your shoes in. So you tell them what shoes you're running in. And then they automatically send you an email when it's time to get a new pair of running shoes. That is nice. I like and, that. And, but really, I think that I think that I always get injured because I just I, I I don't realize how many miles I have on my shoes. I like something. I like this program that very little effort for me to to monitor how many miles I've run in them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You've got a uh, yeah, a pair of New Balance with 84 miles on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I just got them recently. Yeah. What the 880? 880. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Okay. But do you, they're actually listed on there as my blue shoes. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't it doesn't it say there blue shoes? It does shoes? say blue shoes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um yes, and uh I I like that feature. I like getting the email and saying uh oh, got to go to Pacers and and go get another pair of shoes. Uh and maybe maybe if I had this 20 years ago I would never have gotten injured. There's a few ways on Strava where I think it could help you to prevent getting injured. Uh, do tell. Yeah. So let, I, I, let me let me say this. Okay. To interrupt you. Okay. I I love Strava and I'm I acknowledge I'm not even using it to its full potential. Right. Right. So I'm excited to hear what else I could be doing. Well, I mean, I just think that a lot of people get injured because they ramp up their mileage too quickly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can see your mileage here. I can scroll through your mileage and it looks like you've stayed pretty consistent. I had a good uh, training program. Um, you also have your shoes in there, so that's good. New shoes. Uh, you know, the, the shoes, obviously, uh, back in the day, if you're talking about getting energy back in the day, I think you were probably wearing the wrong shoes. So in at least college, I was, yeah. At least you're wearing the correct shoes now, so I think that in, makes a difference. Honestly, in college, I thought you have running shoes. And that's it, right? I thought all running shoes are equal. I know. Can you believe that? And that was only a few years ago. <laughs> and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also... And we wore all cotton. It, it, we did. Um, <laughs> but also... Um, this may help you uh, stay injury-free. You have named your Strava William Docs 2020. Yes. So that's your handle for running for president, right? Correct. Okay. I just wanted to throw that in there. Thank you. Whenever we can, just to make sure. Everyone I am running for president in 2020. Yeah. How does that help him stay injury-free? I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in okay. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you have a goal that you're focused yeah, on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you can't be, yeah. you can't be yeah. injured on the campaign no, trail. Exactly. Uh, don't show any weakness, Joanna. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, good. So when is the Tahoe race? It'll be Friday. It's not so really in Tahoe. It's uh, it'll be Friday. So when you guys are are in the nice, uh, comfortable, uh, non air conditioned studio, mm-hmm. I will be out on the trail at elevation. Well, do follow him on Strava so we can keep tabs on him mm, yeah. how he, how he does out so, there. So so here's the interesting thing. Uh, we got an email about the race that said, "Good news, all the snow has melted." This, There's snow? No, it all melted. Catch up. But there would have, there Keep could track. be wow. snow? See, that's the thing. I was like, holy cow, how, how high am I running? So this is, we're running at like 7,000, over 7,000 feet. So I'm a little bit concerned, but, but excited about the altitude. Well, uh, you've been training in humidity, so you'll be fine. I know. So we, yeah, we will see. We, I, I will do a field test uh, and report my data back to the scientists who are working on the uh, humidity versus altitude. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's one thing about the race. Second thing is 
it's out in the you know like you're you're running out in this this remote area and 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 whatnot uh the the reality of a bear attack is actually a little bit realistic now really <laughs> i mean yes well so so I, I i kind of feel like i may be eating crow this weekend <laughs> that's that concerns me um there's like on the the hard run which is uh seven miler i think there's a over a mile and a half you climb 750 feet which is which is quite a climb so I, i'm i'm pretty anxious to get out there and uh, see what it is and see how it goes. Well, you know, if, if you need stuff. a reminder on how to get away from the bear, just listen to last week's show. Last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you should be fine. All right. Well, we look forward to when you eventually do come home to um, give us the update on that. But in the meantime, follow him, William Docks, 2020 on Strava, and you can see uh, how he's doing out there. Your pace, the map of where you ran, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Just just uh, be positive. Don't judge me. <laughs> no, our audience wouldn't do that. Please. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Joanna, we are excited to be joined by the legend, the American record holder in the mile. It's Alan Webb joining us in studio. Alan, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm so happy to be back in Virginia. There you are. And with you on Pace the Nation. Well, thank you, Al. I appreciate it, man. We are thrilled to have you not only here for Friday's Pace the Nation, but Saturday, he's going to be at the Crystal City Twilighter, and Sunday, the book club event with Chris Lear over at Navy Yard. So it's an Alan Webb week. Awesome. So I, I have you ever done three events in a row that are different events for a store or anything? I don't think this wow. big bang boom, you know, this wow. might be the, the, and I also did, uh, another running camp here yep. on the East coast. So I'm, I'm making that a little, a little tour here. Nice man. Being efficient with my time. That's good. Well, we're thrilled to have you, man. And it, I feel like an American record holder should be efficient with his time. No, no doubt. That's true. Very true. Uh, we are thrilled to have him on the 10 year anniversary of when Alan set the, uh, American record. Uh, back in 2007, can you believe it was 10 years ago this day? Yes, it, it's it's surreal. That that day was a surreal day, and it's and it's surreal that it's been 10 years. Ago. It's been a, a decade. A can decade. can we travel back in time to that day? And let's just first start with the weather. What was the weather like 10 <laughs> years ago? It wasn't as hot as the studio, I'm sure. It wasn't. It was. <laughs> well, it's a good question because that that was a memorable part of it. It was. I would say it was ideal. I specifically remember the f- the flags on the infield yeah. were like concrete, not not moving at not all, not moving nice. at all, not wow. one speck of wind, just still, just still, and you're s- surrounded by trees and oxygen, <laughs> and the, the track was fast. It was just meant to be. It was in. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name of it. It was in Belgium, and I, I'm going to. I'm going to try it. Everybody knows how bad I am with geography and names and stuff like that. So, Brechat, Belgium, is that right? Is that Brechat. Okay, <laughs> that's a good accent there. That so that's where the meat was held. Uh, we're going to get into that. I, I want to get into that in a little bit. I got a ton of questions okay. about the American record that he set ten years ago to this day. 
but let's get get the audience caught up on what Alan Webb's up to now. You were at a you were at a camp. What running camp would you, you just come come from? And you were a speaker there, I guess. Yes, I was at the the will to the win from within running camp, mm-hmm. um, uh, put on by Pat Castaño uh, from Catnall School, who is the coach, uh, very successful women's high school cross country program. Um, and it was also coincidentally, they run that camp on the campus of St. Andrew's School, which is where they filmed uh, the movie Dead Poets Society. Nice. Oh, no way. Nice. Yes. That's cool. It was very cool. So I got to, to, to see that iconic uh, school. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, the camp was great. It was awesome, too. Um, they, do, they do a great job. And I, uh, a few weeks earlier, I had also been to, uh, I went to York High School where Charlie Kern um, does his camp um, in, and, in and around Elmhurst, Illinois. So I've been uh, bouncing around doing the, the summer tour of, of running camps. Dude, that is impressive for uh, a guy who just started his own business. Now I'm looking at the hat. It's elite on site. Uh, yes. Joanna was asking me what, what his business is. And I said it probably had something to do with 18 wheelers, I think. I mean, just nothing to do with running. Yeah, yeah right? let's get the full story <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's uh, it has nothing to do with running. Our our name is Elite Onsite Fleet Services, and we service companies that have fleets of vehicles. Okay. So you can use your imagination. Um, moving companies, mm-hmm. U-Haul. Okay. Um, we're just gonna we're just starting to get started with uh, Enterprise, um, the Lamette Valley Moving, pl- plumbing companies. Um, anybody who's in the Portland area that needs uh, pl- <laughs> plumbing, plumbing services, give. Uh, Three Mountains Plumbing or American Plumbing Services, a call. Um, electric companies, Squires Electric in uh, in Portland. And uh, uh, so companies have vehicles that that need service. You know, there's now, so, so he helps the vehicles yeah. run efficiently. There you go. Correct, correct. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I always saw myself as, you know, it, I was a, I was like a, a big diesel 18-wheeler. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to get up to speed, you know. You know, it took me a little while, you know. And you can see sometimes I struggled, but once you got that guy going, it's hard to stop. It's hard to yeah. stop, and I kind of like was this. It, it was, I was I, I sort of ran like a runaway semi eighteen wheeler. And you need you know? one of those those uh, lanes on the side. You know that when you're driving like to Pittsburgh or something, you go up and down those mountains where you have those lanes on the side for, for the, the emergency truck? emergency yeah. lanes. Yeah. yeah, so you need one of those to stop them. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. that's that is awesome, man. I you know being a small business owner, uh, I got tons of respect for anybody who's doing it on your own. So you're doing it with you, with your wife. Is anybody else partnering with you, or just you? and your wife it's julia and i nice. um she's the ceo mm-hmm. so uh just like in our house when, when it really comes down to it you know uh, <laughs> I, I pretend like i i'm the boss but i'm really not yep. you know, i'm like i'm like i'm like lowest on the totem pole yep. in our little in our little uh oh i know the company. feeling man i hear you <laughs> you know i'm like i can take out the trash that's about all i'm really qualified to do yep <laughs> Sometimes that's good though. You don't want to be too qualified because then you get too many tasks, you know. So that's oh that's good. Yeah. Um, how did you come up with the logo? Um, good question. Um, uh, we just Julia did it. It sounds like <laughs> I actually participated. Yeah, there you in, go. Okay. You know, there's a lot of inspirations that came from the, the logo. We wanted to look like an 18 wheeler. Um, you know, we wanted to look like a truck. Um, I, I have to admit that uh, some some of it was inspired by. 
other logos. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of work with um, a red tr red truck group. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, Michael Bergman, uh, who uh, you know, he, he, he's we had this thing about trucks and red trucks, yep. and, the, and part of that stuck in my mind, I guess. And so maybe I. Uh, Need to pay him some licensing fees. <laughs> oh, we, um, <laughs> we'll tweet out a link to the um, to, to to his website. It's yeah. a lead on site. Um, so if you're in the Portland and Vancouver area, so sorry to the local listeners, but if you're listening out there, give these guys a call. Um, you also mentioned that uh, you know Julian, you have I don't well I don't know if you mentioned you got two two kids, two daughters, two. right? How old are your daughters? They're f five and two. <sighs> Five and going on too. Joni wow. just Joni just turned five, and so she's she's starting kindergarten this fall. Mm -hmm. And so another sort of surreal thing going on in my life, like oh my gosh, we're sending our, our little <laughs> off to 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 kindergarten. It's so it's it's crazy. We I I uh, I rewatched at the running camp uh, one of the driven videos, and you could see Joni trying to play with the jump rope, and she was about two. She's she was two, which is about the same age as Paula is now, and now. She's like already acts like a teenager, <laughs> and is going off to school. And so, yeah, the, those cliches about like growing up so fast are really it's very are true. really true. And it's um, uh, good to hear, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what's Joni into these days? Like, is there a television show that she's like really into, or is she like, I don't know. My well, My Little Ponies was like yeah. my era. So, what are kids today like? What are they into? Elsa trucks. Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she talks about a lead, a lead on site sometimes, <laughs> you know, um, and you know, truck repair. You know, <laughs> there you go. And, but she, she's, uh, but she blows that off pretty quickly. It's really Elsa and Anna are like, are the the frozen people, frozen. right? Yeah. Frozen yeah. is like is the thing. Man, um, that's been the thing for a while. Yeah, yeah, they it, nailed it. Staying power. This yeah, Disney, these did. these these guys at Disney, they got something. I think they got. They are. That's a Disney product, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, very cool. Um, well, awesome. Congratulations on all that success. I know that is. Whew, that is a busy, busy uh, life you're leading here. I want to take us back to. Um, back when you used to live here in Virginia. Back you were, you were. Um, a, a high schooler at South Lakes High School in Reston, uh, one of the top uh, runners in the country. Um, you set the high school record in the mile in 2001. Uh, let's let's go back to that race. You ran 353.43. Um, I'm sure you've recounted it a million times, but I think that's the first time people really said, "Wow, who is this this Alan Webb?" Uh, what do you remember from what do you remember most remember from that day again it, i have to you go back to this word surreal feeling mm -hmm. you know like is this happening to me you know type of type of thoughts going through my head i didn't think when i first started running you know that i would get to that height of success you know i remember feeling off in the race i felt awesome mm -hmm. it was one of those races that uh it just felt easy the first <laughs> the first the first thousand meters surprisingly easy yeah. you know again surreally surreal feeling that this should feel hard based on you're running 58 second quarters or something yeah. like that exactly right, you're right, like right. two you know 258 and you're like that should have felt right. way harder than it did yeah um 
And so you go every every hundred, every two hundred goes that goes by, and you, you keep feeling that good. You have all this extra mental energy, and you know maybe not you don't maybe use these words consciously, but you're just kind of loading up and being right, like, I'm right. gonna unleash the rest <laughs> right, of this right. at some point, right. you know. And you can you can see it in the race. You, you can see where the decision is made. Is like okay. There's enough left. I need to go. I need to empty this gas tank. We will tweet and out. We will we'll tweet out the link on at Pace the Nation of that race. It is an incredible race to watch. Uh, he beat Jim, Jim Ryan's 37-year-old mile record and also beat his 1,500-meter record in route. He ran uh, 3:38 in route, which was his record for maybe 38 years. So to your point, I mean, you were just winding it up and and just flying by people to the point where you ended up in i believe fourth or fifth place in you know like a professional meet i mean what do you what do you say to your little brother chris who's you know 12 years old at the time i mean how do you like go back to the dinner table and be like a normal person at that point yeah i guess my also like going piggyback on that is like at the time like you you have diastat and you have you have like now you've got flow track and let's yeah. run and stuff. So like, were you aware in like the grand scheme of the track and field world, like how good you were or was like, dude, like, you, ha- you ran 10 seconds faster than any other mile, like the top milers in the, co- the country. You ran 10 seconds faster than they were running. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Now yeah, that's a loaded well, question. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, well, it, I got to rewind a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, you, you brought yeah. up Chris and he's sitting right here. Yeah. Uh, um, and, talking about things that I remembered, I remember having dinner with you and because you were there yeah, and we were in the, in that, we were in the dinner, uh, uh reception. yeah, they just had one of those reception halls that yeah. they turned into a dinner thing. Um, just being there and <laughs> you, me and you just sitting there being like, did, this, did that just happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we're like normal people. Like we shouldn't be here. Are we going to get kicked out at some point? Right. You know, they're, they're like, Oh no, it was actually 453. Sorry. Right. You messed up. You know, right. like, right. uh, yeah. And so, but you know, it was perfect because, you know, Chris grew up with me and I was just like a normal dude. I didn't yeah. really do anything that, or I, I did the little things well, but it wasn't like, well, I don't know. So I remember being a kid and when you were like getting good at swimming and your like picture came up in like the rest in connection local paper. And I was like seven. I'm like, Oh my gosh, my brother is famous. <laughs> like, this is what fame is. the rest in connection. He has made it. <laughs> so like, I always, I was always well aware that you were a, a very, very good athlete. And you know, you had all these basketball trophies and then, you know, now in hindsight, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, you started growing at like five. And then when you hit 13, you were just taller than everyone else. And then everyone else passed yeah. you and you were no longer good at basketball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're, 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 I was marching along the I'm going to be 6'2", like dad, yeah. train. And then we, we hit, I hit 13 and then it stopped. And I was like, oh, man, the NBA. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, the, the, that moment, like, being there watching you, like, running with the world record holder, like, I like that was like okay you have definitely transcended into a different realm of like you know making the local paper and, and like, I, I think it wasn't just your brother who realized that I think it was people definitely locally here in Virginia I remember watching the race and I remember I'm sure the the, the all our listeners you know remember if they're my age or around my age remember watching the race and being like this is 
way bigger than what we thought it was. We thought it was a nice little rest and patch story, but no, this has turned into, you know, you'd already been on the cover of track and field news, but this has turned into like a sports illustrated. This is a huge, huge story. Um, so I, I just can't imagine like, like you, you kind of mentioned the, those moments afterwards that were, you're like, is this really real? And you're pinching yourself. I just can't imagine the pressure that that race all of a sudden immediately puts on you. How do you feel like you dealt with that? Um, you know, immediately after this is your senior in high school, you're 18, 19 years old. Um, how do you feel like you dealt with the pressure? At times I've handled it well and at times I handle it poorly. Mm -hmm. I, I actually also would like to hear Chris's answer to that question. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Chris, actually, yeah. I, I have a great answer. Well, I, I have one answer that I'll, uh, I'll say, and then after Chris. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. What, how do you think he handled it? How do you think I Yeah. I mean, I think all with uh, hindsight being twenty twenty. I mean, there, there were times you handled it really well, and other times I, I think we've had, have, had some brother therapy sessions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There were some I'm, tears and some yelling. I've definitely there. seen the bad times. Yeah, but the good times were, you know, very, very high and, and far outweighed the bad, far away, amazing. And then yeah. there was definitely lower times where I'm like, I don't really know. I, 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 I don't really have something in my life that can control sure. this, <laughs> but I'm here for you when you need me. Yeah, and it helped. It helped. Yeah. It helped. It helped a lot to have the support of my family. Yeah, you know? no doubt. Your family has been uh, supporting along all along the way, but the pressure just must have been immense, and the microscope that you were under at that point must have been really tough. It was, and coincidentally, uh, you can read a whole book about it. I know, exactly. <laughs> and I, if you want to read about I, it, how I didn't handle it well, let's yeah. get, um, yeah. let's have Chris Lear on, on the show. So, so, so we've had Chris in the past, and, and he speaks very highly of you and wrote the book Sub 4, uh, Alan Webb in, a quest, in the quest for the fastest mile. Uh, this will be the event on Sunday. This, you know, We're, we're going to post the, 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 the show on Monday, so the event will already have passed. But, yeah, I, I think that's... The, you know, it's crazy to me that that he followed your life as such a youngster, and I think he did a great job. But you, I think it was just a you were in a tough spot. I'm not sure you came off, or do you feel like you came off as well as you would like to have come off in the book? Oh, I'm kind of the bad guy in the book. Yeah, kind <laughs> of are. I, yeah, like I'm not a good teammate. I don't handle the pressure well. I like panic, and I'm not patient. You know, like it's a lot of things that you know it, when I talk to high school kids about making the transition to college I'm like it's not easy you know um, and if you have a lot of success at the high school level it, you know the, the, the road is is not always it's straight it's up and down it's, it's yeah it's, down. Not, it's not a straight line yeah yeah so um, and um, there's a, a lot of stuff in there you know like uh, my roommate Nate and 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 um, Kevin and Ron, you know, those are people that I've, you know, had got to got a second chance to like continue to have you know relationships with. But you know, I've there was a lot of pressure. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll say. I mean, it's not it's it's not an, a good excuse, but it sort of explains. Dude, the and I'm glad you I'm glad you said because you know this this book was new to a lot of Pacers employees, 
And, and I've known, been lucky enough to know Alan for, for almost over, probably over 10 years. I remember him in the Pacers store back in, you know, maybe 2000, before even you, you maybe, maybe 2004 or something, 2005, something like that. But you weren't that guy that a lot of my employees were like, is the guy kind of a jerk? I mean, to be totally honest with you, um, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend, no, but, but, but I, it, it, it's, it's interesting that you have the awareness now, you know, now that it's, you know, almost 15 years later, or maybe it is 15 years later, uh, that that's, that's good that you have that awareness. It, it, it took a couple of years to get, to figure that out. I mean, you can see I left, I, I had, uh, what I consider to be, uh, not as successful as I wanted freshman year at Michigan, even though I, in retrospect, I should have been like, whoa, that's pretty good. Chill out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like take it easy. Um, and then I s still was working things out the next year. And I think I made the final barely at us championships, which again is a good, is pretty it's good. Pretty for good. was a college sophomore. Um, and another, a great example of that is, you know, Drew Hunter made the, made the final this year. And I was like, and it, before the race, I was like, make the final it's a big deal right and be happy when you do right yeah you know because he did and i'm like you're a college freshman that made the u.s championship final that is not easy that's a very good accomplishment and yep. then guess what he goes over to europe he's running 336 you know he's he's on that mm -hmm. that path whereas for me i was like oh this is a failure i should be doing these things um but then i, I worked it out i was humbled i came back and eventually had to just realize that hey i gotta just keep plugging forward and you know, I had a much more, much more humility going forward because of that. And I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. Um, you decided to go pro after the year at Michigan, um, probably a tough decision, but you know, at the time, you know, Nike and, and, and your agent Ray Flynn was able to negotiate a deal with Nike. That was big money. USA Today reported that it was 250,000. I don't want to ask you specifically. I'm just saying what I read, you know, $250,000 a year. I mean, that's a lot of money for a kid who's 20 years old. Again, speaks towards what they're, you know, just a ton of pressure. Um, if, if you're getting paid and now it's just another stratosphere of pressure. Um, you know, how hard was that decision and, you know, why did you decide to, to go pro and then come back here to uh, Northern Virginia and train with your high school coach? I wanted, I wanted to come back to the situation that I knew that had got me to succeed um, yep. at, you know, when I ran 353 and that was, that situation was what I wanted to come back to, you know, and um, it wasn't, it had, wasn't like I didn't like the people at Michigan or didn't like that situation, but it was more, well, this is, you know, the results were speaking to me. You know, yep. I was like, well, uh, something's just not right here. You know, maybe this, this choice was a poor, was a bad choice. And so, um, uh, so I was just going back to what was familiar. And was and the money a factor? It was a factor in the, in that, it allowed me to, to be exactly where I wanted to be, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, if there was some other collegiate scenario that, that I could do that. Uh, and we, we explored that to a small degree, but, um, yeah, I mean, there was, there was financial sure. factors. I mean, uh, you know, my stock actually was lower at that point. I might have, if, if I had 
turned professional right out of high school, I might have got a bigger deal. Got a bigger deal, but I wasn't con- that concerned w- with the finance part of it at that at that time. Um, but in order to get to where I wanted to be, that was the, that was the route that that was the best route, you know, from from in all in all regards, you know. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a factor. I would you know. It, definitely was yeah i mean he was at the, i mean let's say he was the lebron james of track too bad he didn't get paid like lebron james but i mean you really were that guy who everybody was thinking of at the time and i think it's a lot different now 15 you know almost 20 years later but there there wasn't these big deals for distance runners like you were getting so you really kind of broke the mold um, were you aware of that at the time? Maybe, but more, it was more the, more retro or retrospectively. I sure. kind of saw that. It wasn't like I was, I, I had this goal, you know, oh, my senior year, I'm trying to transcend track, mm-hmm. you know, be this right. person that, you know. I'm the person that's going to change track and field. Right. Yeah, that wasn't, that, that wasn't my goal. That was sort of well, a byproduct. Well, I think a lot of the, 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 the guys now do have you to thank, for sure. Um, I don't know whether they realize that or not, but I think that you started something and, and you were a, were a marketable track athlete that was recognizable. Um, I talked to, to Robert Johnson today of, of Let's Run. Um, you know, he said that nobody moved the needle on his site in the 20 years they've had the site like Alan Webb has and the clicks they get the message board threads all that stuff <laughs> is that? nobody has moved the needle and, and and he and you know Lear and I have talked about that in the past I, that's what I was going to ask you why is that I don't know I'm just like a weird guy I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fascinated those guys I mean like there's guys, there's more guys. I mean, there's guys that have been better than me since then. I mean, Leo and Centro, they won the medals. They got, they did it. You know, Lagat won a gold medal, won the gold medal in 05. So I don't, I'm not sure why. Well, why I mean, this is, is from the guy so, who owns the site. He said, so nobody's moved the needle like, uh, like you have. So, well, I was where, when I broke four minutes for the first time, um, he, he owes me a nickel, um, <laughs> because I, uh, Behind me is Scott Anderson That's right. in the Let's Run.com jersey. That's right. So I like, you know. On the cover I, of Track and Field News. Yes, you can see, you can see Let's Run.com. Let, let's, right let's, um, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's find a picture of that, Steve, and let's tweet that out at Pace the Nation and tag Let's Run in it to, to make sure Alan gets his, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 cents or whatever, whatever it's going to be. That's, that is true. But, you know, yeah, it, it, is in, it is incredible that people were just compelled to follow you and talk about you. I benefited greatly from the timing of it all. I mm-hmm. think I, I, I don't believe that I, the way I trained or the way I ran was much more unique than other great runners, Jim Ryan, Steve Scott, um, even, even Steve Prefontaine, who was somebody who I looked up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that, uh, you know, the internet, being coming along at that time, you know, dice that let's run, uh, gave us an avenue for, for making track kind of a popular. You, you could follow it. You know, we're not on ESPN, but suddenly we have this avenue where you could check results all the time and figure out what's going on. And so, it came right at the right time for that. You know, myself, Dathan, Ryan, mm-hmm. um, uh, we all kind of, we all, I believe, we all benefited from that that scenario. Um, 
And so I, I see myself as just another cog in the wheel. You know, I just took the next step. You know, records are meant to be broken. I was the next guy. Came along right when the internet was happening. Bada bing, bada boom. You say, why am I marketable? Well, I was marketable because suddenly there was the internet and that <laughs> everybody could follow it. And, um, and so then it became valuable to Nike to give somebody a contract like that. And then the next guy came along. And so we get Leo. And now finally, you know, uh, uh, you know, Matt did what all of us wanted to do, um, is go to the go to the Olympics and and win the gold medal. And so, he, he and he's taking the next step, which is awesome. And uh, and down the road there'll be some hopefully somebody else, uh, you know, uh, uh, that will continue to to keep this going. And I think that the great part about it is now there's not there's not these big long gaps that that happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's like there's another guy waiting in the wings. You know, there was three times as many sub four minute miles since 2007. Um, Lagat uh, won the gold medal in 05. Mm-hmm. Um, at World Champs. At, at World Champs. Mm-hmm. Leo was, was, uh, um, got, this, got, the, got the silver medal. Centro got the gold medal. Um, we've gotten medals at World Championships and other events besides the 1500. Mm-hmm. Galen, Ryan Hill, uh, Evan. You know, there's just, we have a community now. And, and we have a, we have a, uh, and, because of the internet and because of there's a way to, to be a super fan, mm-hmm. just like you can in some of the more mainstream sports, we we can keep that we can keep that diesel eighteen wheeler <laughs> fueled, primed, and ready to go. And I and if and whenever whenever you guys need an oil change, you, you know who to call. Well, you don't and if, uh, exactly. You need, you know, whatever whatever you need, we we can help you. Need new brakes. Got you handled. <laughs> He's your man. Well, it wasn't like you said, a straight line to success. Uh, I want to get to 2007 where you were just on fire, the number one miler in the world. Uh, but it wasn't a straight line, man. There were a lot of ups and downs, uh, injuries. Um, take us through some of the low points. Oh, gosh. Um, there was there was that low point, you know, at Michigan and the year after. Okay. Which I, you know, I, it wasn't awesome um wasn't as awesome as i wanted to be um and then 2006 i had a a hamstring injury right after i ran that 10,000, and it kind of killed my summer um actually this is a funny chris story okay is uh, chris is still sitting in studio with us here (laughs) chris i don't know i think you kind of like that this happened because it made it, it was it was your test of independence i think is what happened there it was when i i went over to europe to try to get my season back in order because I didn't yeah. even qualify for USA. Oh, okay. I know what you're about to talk about. <laughs> and so I like, I get this whole plan to go over to Europe and kind of get things together and jump in these races and hopefully do something. And I go over there and I, I, I had to, I dropped out of the Paris 5k and I, we realized that I'm just a mess and I need to go home, mm-hmm. you know, but I had this trip plan. It was like, like a three-week trip with a ton of races, or a few, like a you few know, races. Okay, but it, I forget how many there were, but it was a decently long trip, and I had this whole plan where Chris, this senior in high school, was going to come <laughs> over, and I was going to, we were going to kind of like ha- have this fun, you know, I'm going to race, and he's going to kind of tag along and just bonding time, yeah, yeah, bonding time, yeah. And it was all set, and but then it didn't go well. Like and the I was, day I before I was supposed to go out, he the day back. before I was like. I gotta come home. Oh. I, 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 I'm, I'm done. Wow. And so I get on a flight to leave, and he gets on a flight. He, he still comes, and he just, 
Yeah. Tell the story. Where did you yeah. stay? I can't so even remember. You, where you as stayed. a high school senior, you went I, I was, to I was Europe 18, by yourself. I was 18 years old. I was going into my senior year. And we like, yeah, basically like he, he landed like the day before I was about to leave. And, but at the time you were like, I'm, he's like, I'm just gonna see a doctor real quick. And then I'll be back in like right. four or five days. And that's what he's so telling you, like, you. So when you get there, you're going to go to like, like, here's the address. Make sure you go to this direction on the train because I, I stayed in Louvain, Belgium, but there's like two Louvains. One's like La Louvain and there's Louvain. Oh. It's like, make sure you go to Louvain and not La Louvain. Dude, navigating the, the metro at 18 years old, the ver- metro here in Virginia is hard. I can't imagine yeah. going overseas. And so I, I went over there and he's like, you're going to find a guy named Ian Dobson. He runs for Adidas and he has a key <laughs> to my room. And... So I went and like I found I, I, I went the first I, I I got I had to take I took two trains went the wrong way on one of them eventually got there, I found Ian I was just sort of walking around all these professional athletes around me and uh, I was like are you Ian he's like yeah I was like I'm I'm Chris I'm Alan's brother he said you had a key to my room he's like no I don't have I, like, I don't yeah I don't know what he's talking about so. He like went to someone else's room and we like shimmied out the window to open the window in there to get inside the room and you actually left the key in the room. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. And yeah. so I was just like, I don't really know what I'm gonna do. So I, I mean, kind of, I mean, these are like professional athletes. They're not going out partying with some 18 right. year old kid. Uh, I, I randomly, I was just out there like my first or second, my first full day, like looking for a place to eat, and I. I ran into uh, Nikia Green and Samia. There you go. And they just look up and they're like, what are you doing here? (laughs) We better take you under our wing. I mean, they were about to leave to go race. So I I spent a couple days kind of partying in Louvain, which is a college town. So that kind of worked out for me. And then uh, I, I get a phone call from Alan. One saying that I'm definitely not coming back. And two saying that uh, Julie Henner needs that room, and you gotta leave. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so I went to an internet cafe and Googled hostels in Europe, and uh, was like, "Well, I'm 18. Let's go to Amsterdam." <laughs> so I booked wow. a ticket to Amsterdam and booked a hostel and took a train the next day. All right, we we are uh, wow. Chris is resourceful. I gotta give him credit. All right. Uh, that's, that's, if you want the rest of the story to come to the next pace, of the nation happy hour, Chris can, Chris can be there for the Amsterdam part of the story. Cause I'm yeah. sure that was a f- fun part Speaking of, of which I'm moving to tweet in. Can we do those in Virginia? Yes. Again? Yes. We'll Please. do it. We'll Thank do you. a, uh, we'll, we will do the next one in Virginia for Chris. So we can tell the Amsterdam Jim, stories. I'm so upset about that. Yeah, um, yeah. I won't be there. So, so uh, we're sitting down here with Alan Webb and obviously we're having a therapy session, a brother therapy session uh, on pace the nation here. Uh, so the ups and downs, 2006, but 2007, everything started to click. When did you know, like 2007, you were everything, you know, you, you were going to be able to have a shot at this American record. It was a slow build, a mm-hmm. slow build. So, um, I, I told you about that, that down period. That was the summer of 06. Um, but I did do some good training and I was very fit at some points during that year. And so in 2000, uh, going into 2007, we just kind of hit hit the reset button um and came back to instead of trying to be you know the distance guy that i was kind of trying to be during 2006 mm-hmm. came back to the good old-fashioned alan webb the miler right where we do base training but nothing crazy you know good solid training just good old-fashioned training um we, we ran a lot but nothing crazy probably in the mid mid 80s for mileage you know i'm not gonna say that's crazy high but sure yeah, that's a lot of running mm-hmm. um but um those guys that have done more 
and got strong and ran some cross country and got in started running some indoor track and um, you know broke four minutes for my first time out at George Mason um, so started off on a pretty good note nothing but nothing where I'm gonna be wowing anybody uh, but then I, 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 I went to went to Boston and ran 355 and I was like eh, right, mm, okay. going. you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still not you know right crush you know breaking any world records you know guys have run fast faster much faster since then indoors and but the, you know I won US championships I'm like all right build a mm-hmm. little momentum here and things are going well and it wasn't until outdoor outdoors that I uh, you know I, I broke four minutes again at, a, at another meet in South Carolina and um, but feeling good and training and getting good workouts in and but wasn't until I ran at Drake that was when things really started clicking um, and I ran 351, broke Steve Scott's meet record there by a lot. Um, it was windy, and Mo- Moe's Joseph pe- paced me through 155 at halfway, and I kept on going, just motored through the wind. And I, at that point, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Now I'm feeling awesome. And built that momentum until I won U.S. championships, um, and then I went to Paris and ran 330. And then – that's when it. I really felt like we got to take a shot. So, so mile. that t- t- take me the the Paris race. Um, that was a Diamond League meet, maybe that you you yes. won. Yes, I believe exactly. It was uh, Golden League at the time. Okay, Golden. It. Okay. Yeah, this, wow, we're, we're <laughs> changed the names of the leagues. Right. it's been so long. <laughs> and this this was the third fastest American time ever in the history of the. U.S. and when when was the U.S. formed? Like 1776 or something, Joanna? Is that is, is that, that right? right? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, yes, that's right. Is that right? Okay, so I'm, I mean, I'm actually yeah. really impressed. That yeah, you got well, that. I mean, <laughs> I was born in 76. So I think 1982. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So, so I <laughs> mean, that is pretty impressive. You're the third best 1500 meter runner in the history of of the U.S. at that point. So that you want when the the what what do you call it? Not the Diamond League meet, but the what's it was Golden Gold League. So you knew you were. League. Uh, you knew you were you were on fire, and so how do you figure out how to take a shot at this mile, um, you know, American record? So we we occasionally, um, if you're if you're the big big time, mm-hmm. you can you know your agent can approach uh, the meet directors of some meets and get them to switch uh, like a fifteen hundred to a mile. Um, there there are that has happened in occasion, but no. The meets weren't willing to do that, um, at least not at that point. Even though I, I had just won Paris, um, so they they weren't they didn't want to do it. So Ray, myself, Coach Roscoe said, "That's cool. We'll we'll do it ourselves. That's fine. I'm all, I'm cool with that." And so we 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 heard about this really really fast track, this diamond in the rough, so to speak, in Brashat, Belgium, and it was. They had uh, they had this um, uh, Flanders Cup series of track meets, and this was one of those one of those track meets. And we the timing worked out great in terms of after that Paris race, you know, I had, you have to recover and do some workouts to get ready for the next one. And so it, the timing was was sort of perfect for me to take a shot at it. And so Ray, we organized some pacemakers and. Um, you know, we we told Mark Floriani about it, and he uh, he organized his whole his whole flow track crew. 
to to be out there. Um, you know, we knew we wouldn't have uh, very many uh, in-person viewer uh, viewers, but um, to have Mark there and his and his guys, uh, you know, make it accessible to everyone um, was important. And so, yeah, we just lined it up and said, "Hey, I, I want to run as fast as I can for four laps. Let's do it. Ready, <laughs> set, go!" and here we are. And I want to reference Robert Johnson again of Let's Run, uh, since we do have a lot of, of follow or listeners who, who follow Let's Run. He, he asked me about that meet. He said, ask him, he said that this is his, his analogy. If a tree falls in a forest and no one is there, does it, does it make a noise? Does, do you regret not doing it in a bigger venue? Um, you know, his thought is, I guess it'd only be really appreciated at Hayward Field, but it's kind of driven him nuts that it wasn't at a bigger venue this amazing amazing accomplishment was kind of you know flow track was there and ray ray flynn was there and um you know maybe a hundred or so people there to watch that's true um i mean it, it happened the way it was happening yeah. I didn't, I, you know if i mean you can even see in the video and for the rest of my career I, you know i wanted to go faster too sure you know and, and maybe i i thought that this was one step in the in in, in the process and that maybe I'd have another shot and maybe things would, maybe that Hayward field yep. moment could, could have been cr- created somehow, some way. Um, but you know, it just wasn't, it was meant to be like that. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, we, I'm humble enough to, to say that I, I, I didn't always handle the pressure very well. And so maybe I needed that smaller <laughs> right, venue. Right, right. You know, maybe there was something about the smaller venue that made that happen for yeah. me because I was a, because it does make a difference. You know, you know, when you go, when you go to Brashat, you can, there's trails that you can warm up in and you can kind of walk in. The bathroom is right there. You don't need to worry about, you know, it's walking through 10,000 hallways, right. you know, waiting in line for whatever. Um, you can do strides on the track sort of whenever you wanted. You know, you go to the Paris Diamond League and you got to check in like 60 minutes beforehand. You're like walking in and down the stairs into the stadium. You know, and you get like one stride if you're lucky, you know, out on the track to kind of get yourself back together. And then you got to perform. Um, and those those little things can mess with you sometimes. Um, I handled them well occasionally, um, but sometimes they, <laughs> sometimes they messed with you, you know, like... You know, you go to pen relays and you're in that like oh, yeah. cattle right. holding station and some people handle it well, some people don't. And so the venue was what it was. And you're right. We try to pretend like we have control over situations. Sure. And um, that was my best attempt at, 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 at putting it out there. Um, I'm, I'm almost more proud of the fact that I, I had to, I organized it myself. You yeah. Know, I, I took the initiative and said, I'm going to do this myself. I could have just gone and run another 330.5 and been like, oh, that's kind of cool, but I wanted to run a mile fast, you know? And so I, I made it happen. And I got out there. I had a goal that had been a lifetime goal. I had worked my entire career to get to that point. And I walked out on the track and I accomplished that. And for every kid out there, every high school kid can. T- Go on YouTube now and <laughs> find that flow track video and be like, you know what? I might not run 346.91, but I'm a 502 miler and I can run 
446.91. And that's me. And you're going to get the same enjoyment out of what you're doing because maybe those kids are going to run at the same type of venue and they're going to cheer and they're going to give their coach a hug just like I did at the end at the end of those videos and they're going to get the same satisfaction out of that and there's there's so much value in learning how to put get the best out of yourself that you can take from 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 watching that and I and I I hope that that has a positive effect on well, it was 346.91, like you said. It was breaking Steve Scott's 25-year-old record, um, which is just incredible that that it that was 25 years old, and now your record is stand here for uh, 10 years as we talk on the 10-year anniversary of it. How close do you think somebody is uh, to beating the record? You must feel like, all right, every time someone doesn't run 346.91, you must be like, yeah, I feel that's, that's cool. Or are you rooting for these guys? No, I'm rooting for yeah. them. I, really, I am. Yeah. I am. You know, I think Centro, yeah. could, he's, he, he's uh, I'll give myself a little credit and say that it's not going to be easy. Right. And I think he'll, he, he, would, he would agree with me. Um, it, it's, not, it's not easy. Um, but telling me there's a chance right. you know, it's like it's like, it's like one in, you know and you because you never know um you know I, I i wouldn't have you know thought that those guys would have run as fast as they did in the 1500 you know monaco happened today and they ran 328.8 mm-hmm. um and a couple years ago kiprop ran 326.7 we looked it up yeah, 69 70 um and i didn't think that that they would get go that fast so you know you line them up and line them up in a mile and you get those guys rolling you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Um, and so it's, it's definitely possible. Um, but you just, but that's why they run the race, you know, um, that's why they run the race. Well, you, um, kind of, uh, your emotions were amazing after the race, you're running around finding somebody to hug. I felt like you were like Jimmy Valvano running around out there. Uh, did you hug Ray? Was Scott there? Scott was there. Okay. I, I, yeah. hugged, I hugged Ray. Okay. I think I hugged Ray first and yeah, this is this is where the the end of my career comes into play. I specifically remember giving Ray a hug, but there was this flash in my mind that was very different from when I ran three fifty three in this mm-hmm. one. I remember giving a hug and thinking to myself, "Oh, that was a deep wound. You know, it, <laughs> it hurt like so bad. Like you I went, went to the well. I went to the well, yeah. and I was like." You know, you can see me. I'm. You see me like throw my hands in the air, and I, I'm trying to have this like sort of like jump for joy, like I've got something left. And I remember trying to kind of muster that up, and be yeah. like, mm, "That you, you went down into the well for that." Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm trying to be positive, be like, "Yeah, hey, you know, I'll recover, and maybe next time I can go a little faster." But ultimately, that was that was all I had, you know, and. Um, uh, but yeah, I was super happy, and I'm giving Coach Rasco, you know, hug, and I remember Dathan was there, and Lauren Fleshman was there, Dina Castor was there, uh, um, Rob 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 Myers was there, uh, so there was, you know, it was it was like adult track camp out there. Yeah, <laughs> so there was there was pl- so Rojo, there was plenty of people to share the experience with. All right. Yeah. It sounded like it was it was it was just perfect for you. I, I do love your emotions when you uh, you're an mo- emotional guy on the track. And I love that about you when you raced. Um, I remember 2007 USA's where you um, 
finish, you win the race. I think that was an Indy and you're on the track afterwards. And dude, you look like the incredible Hulk. You were, you, you were ripped. I hate seeing those pictures because I can. I'll never look like that again. <laughs> I mean, it was. It was. It I can't. Was, I can't do it. I can't. I mean, so so Scott must have had you doing like, uh, you know, you said you you were doing about eighty miles a week, which is you know high for for most people, but you know a lot of runners of of, of your level would would run more. Uh, were you doing a lot of plyos? Were you in the weight room a lot? I mean, you must have been to have the physique you had. I'm j- obviously jealous here, Joanna. I, I, <laughs> I did a little How bit many of shirtless thing. pictures yeah. did you post in this? Yeah. Case? <laughs> I, I, I did a poor job of brand of brand yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think yeah. Twitter was. I mean, he would have so many selfies weren't a thing back then either. I don't think yet. So not yet. No. And he's not that kind of guy anyway. Yeah. But I didn't get in. I didn't. I I totally missed the boat on You're that. Just, you know, like <laughs> everybody else. You know, was like branding themselves, tweeting. Yeah. All, you know. Well, but, I know a guy who actually uh, teaches a class on stuff like I that. I do. I do a social media <laughs> class. Yeah, yeah. Do? But I, oh, I do. Yeah. So you'll have to take take that take information it, yeah. would have been useful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. But that's okay. You but know, you like, you you must have done a lot in the in the weight room. Oh yeah. And did tons. Scott have you doing? Yeah. Yes. I, okay. I, and I loved that stuff. Okay. I loved. Uh, um, I loved the the other uh, the other parts of training that weren't running. Um, I had a weight set in my living room. I'm sorry, my dining room. Mm-hmm. Dining room. Nice. I was like, I was like, we got a, we got a, a room with a table. Do we, sure. need, we need two of these really, you know, like <laughs> let's be efficient with our space. You know? Love it. There he is. Yep. <laughs> so we, I got, I got these mats, uh, you know, like weight room mats and I just put them down on the floor. And so, and I had my little weight set and I had, I had Rocky that I would look at while I was doing my squats and, you know, I had the, the, the chandelier that we would, just ignored. And, um, <laughs> at one point, we had a little basketball hoop in there. Remember, we had the little. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. and we'd sit on the weight bench and, and shoot the basketball. Hoop God, you us. had the coolest older brother <laughs> around. It was pretty man. awesome. That is, that <laughs> so is just cool. being like a high school junior. No, and senior. no offense to my older brother Brian, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I just go in there and unleash in the weights, yeah. and uh, you know, we would do we do a hard workout, and then I'd come in there after the workout and just go go <sighs> wow, crazy. Man. Um, and. When we when I moved out, there was a stain in the middle of where like my sweat stain from doing squats, where I would just oh my God. just wow. brush it. And um, I remember moving out and being like, "That's where the American record was won. It wow. wasn't one in Brashad. It was one one right there in that in in, in that in that living, living room. room. In that living room. I love it, man. Just busting out <laughs> busting out deadlifts and squats and the and the whole thing. Um, so I did a ton of that stuff. Um, and when I got the balance right, we got it right. When I when I was, I had the when I had the, the strength in the weight room, when I had this, the 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 endurance of of the reasonable mileage, nothing crazy, uh, or nothing overly crazy. When I had the speed, we do plyos, uh, just everything. It was what what was the key? I did a, I did a, l- a good blend of it all. And if you look at the training vlogs, you'll see it's like, it's not. I wasn't doing anything any rocket science training, you know, it was just a good solid blend. And when I got away from that, that's when you see the Allen web that had problems. So you obviously were on fire in 2007, which we were just talking about that set the American record ran 3:30 in Paris. Um, does it bother you that that wasn't an Olympic year where everybody, you know, takes notice of track and field? I believe you were, were you the number one ranked miler in the world that year? 
or, or cl- close to it. I had the number one time. Number one time. So, so I wasn't okay. ranked number one. Those are two tra- different things. Track and field news comes out with a mm-hmm. with a ranking. So I mean, you were up there, and you know, in, in any ask anybody who who follows the sport, if 2007 was Olympic year, you could have been the first, you know, gold medal. Or, or medalist before, you know, Leo was a silver medalist and then Matthew obviously won gold last year. Does that bother you that you didn't, you know, hit it on those those Olympic years? Or hit it as well, I should say. I mean, you made an Olympic team. He's yeah. an Olympian, I mean, you know. Could have, would have, should have. I mean, yeah. like it, 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 I mean, did I want to win the Olympic gold medal? Of course I did, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm... I did the best I could. You know, yep. that's all I can say. And it, 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 it doesn't necessarily bother me because I wasn't, you know, I tried my best to, to control my performances, um, to be the best when, when, I, when I wanted to or when I should be. But um, that is a really hard thing to do, to kind of time it right. Yep. Um, you know, and if, you know, if, the, if the Olympic Games w- were uh, – in July of 2007, <laughs> right. you know, or even, even within that year, I wish that, that worlds, if I could sort yep. of like shift the whole thing back, like we're watching this little audio, if I could just like right. move, like move, move the little like window of right. awesomeness to right. like, oh, if I could just move this here, I could just move this there, then I would have been great, you know, yeah. like, it's a, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, it's unfortunate it, that, that a lot of the lay track and field fans just don't, or, or the casual track and field fans don't understand that. Um, and it's, you know, it, it is, it, it, you know, it, it, it is what it is, you know, 2007, you were, you were a different at a different spot with your fitness and you were in 2008 when there was an Olympic year. Yeah, so, so here's my question for you. Your wife is also an accomplished runner. Mm-hmm. So your daughter, are, do your daughters know like who their parents are? Cause I'm thinking of, of Matt Centro- Matthew Centrowitz who didn't really know who his father was until he read about it in a newspaper. So like, how will you approach your career with your daughters? They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Joey, they're like five and two. Well, Joey, five, you can start to yeah. kind of understand that. I gosh, I wish, she, I wish she knew. <laughs> I wish. Do you feel like she'd listen better then? <laughs> I maybe, you know, like, well, here's a great. If, she's starting to, um, but Julie and I both went out and we were, we we did, we were volunteer guest coaches for the marathon kids program that they have uh, in various parts of the country, but yeah. also at, in Beaverton. And we're out, we're out there. We're like taking them to do little drills and little plyo drills. And, and Joni, we got Joni out there, and she get, she does really well in these social situations. She's just very social and brave. Uh, Paul, Paul, Paul is the quiet. Mm-hmm. She's a little shy. She likes likes to be held a little more. Um, uh, and and I'm like telling, I'm like, all right, guys, let's do bunny hops and do run throughs. And Joni's like listening to everything I say, and I'm like. This is not her at home. <laughs> like, She's putting on a good show. I, I, for her, I'm like, you know what? I need to brag. You need to know. Like, come on, you're dead. Like, like, I, I did something right. You know, like, please listen to me. Please brush your teeth. You know, like, come on. Like the fights. You know, so I'm just gonna. We're, I'm not gonna force it. Yeah. You know, cause, because I believe that. You know. Chris, you, you can attest, like, yeah. they didn't push us, but, you know, if you signed up for swimming, you got to follow through and do it. Yeah. But they never pushed us to do it. They weren't runners themselves. Yeah. We just... They were not super athletic. Yeah. Exactly. They just signed me up, and I started doing, just listening to the coaches, and, hey, go swim hard, go run hard. Okay, sir. And then I just did it, <laughs> and eventually, 
I got really good at it, and that's kind of what that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna expose it to them, and it's the, it's it's ultimately your choice. Just like when the gun goes off, mm-hmm. Chris, Joanna, Chris Farley, yep. <laughs> Coach Roscoe, Ray, yep. they they can't help you. You know when the gun goes off, it's you gotta you gotta make that choice, and if you force that, when it gets hard in the race, there's. They'll like, what's their motivation? Like, it has to be self-motivated. Yeah, right. thank you. And that's that's what I'll try to create for them. You know, you can you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. That's good. They they don't need the they don't need the pressure that you had, man. No. Well, I also feel like you're way more humble because if I had the American record and like my, my kids didn't listen to me, I'd be like, when you have your own American record, yeah. you can make your own choices. Until then, oh, <laughs> it would be. I'd have that on you that YouTube video in a loop, all around the house, all my good races. All right. Well, we're sitting down with Alan Webb. I really appreciate your time. Um, I, just a couple quick more, a couple f- few quick things here, to, and then we're gonna get you out. You had a few coaches. You had Rasco. You had. We've talked about Scott Rasco, Ron Warhorst, uh, then back to Scott Rasco, Salazar, Jason Vidge. Um, some amazing coaches, man. Um, you know what? What did you take away from from all those guys? And are, do you use it now to kind of? You know, you were at a high school camp and, and, and talking to, to kids these, these days. Do you use what you've learned from all those guys? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I, d- despite the struggles that I had um, later in my career, I was very fortunate to get outside of um, my own sort of personal bubble and experience mm-hmm. some of that. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of... I, I see myself as having done things right at certain times and done things wrong. And so I, I kind of learned a lot of like kind of what not to do for myself and then experience, like you just said, experience what it's like to be under Alberto and Jerry and Vidge. Uh, Jerry, you know? I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't name Jerry as well. Yep. Yeah. And I got to see the, just the, the, the subtle differences between those guys, <laughs> right. um, the subtle and maybe not so subtle, uh, uh, and how that can affect, how that that can have an effect on, on performances and 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 yeah, it was it was awesome, and I'm grateful to to have have gone through to have gone through that. Are you are you tight with any of those guys now? Are you friendly with all those coaches? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm close sure. with everybody, um, but we're all we're all on good terms. We're all yeah. on good terms. Um, Still, Chris and I were still trying to get Roscoe to, to come out to dinner with us. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm lobbying, lobbying, nice. lobbying. He's a good guy, kid, though. Like, Scott's yeah. a busy dude. Yeah, yeah he's busy. Scott, he's got kids yeah. too, so I totally yep. get it. You know, I see Scott. I see Scott at some events, and he is, you know, love Scott, and that's great that you have have a good relationship. Hopefully, you guys will get. To, you should celebrate tonight this yeah. this this yeah. Uh, dinner for for this July. 21st. I have specific orders from Alan's wife for there tonight. Yeah. That's great. All he's right. not allowed to get. We, we we cannot leave that restaurant until he has finished one <laughs> beer. A full, one, a full one. A full, a full one. Beer. A full yeah. Which is hard for hard me. Hard to do. For you. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I did drink a whole beer after the American record. I had nice. one. I had one. A full one. I, the whole what, time. What, what kind of beer was it? Uh, ooh. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. It was Wait, something on te- something. He had yeah. a he had a full beer after the American record, uh, yeah. but it wasn't like was a Budweiser. Was it like a nice like Belgian draft beer? Well, it, it might have just been Stella, which is actually owned <laughs> oh, yeah. owns Budweiser now. So I think yeah. they all come out of the same drum. Um, they just put a, a Bel- Belgian Different name label. on it. Yeah. So 
dang it, I, I wanted to think it was some Belgian <laughs> right. lager, but really, like, oh, no, it's, it's Budweiser. <laughs> All right, Alan. Well, I really appreciate it. I'm going to get you out on uh, one, one more question here. Um, I'm not going to let you look at my computer, to, oh. to, to, so you can't cheat here. So to, to prove my point that Alan really moves the needle, even still, uh, there's this Australian website that I found called Runner's Tribe that uh, came out recently, uh, probably about, I don't know if you've seen this, in February, came out with uh, Alan Webb's Top 5 Races. <laughs> An Australian website called Runner's Tribe, <laughs> Runner's Tribe randomly came out with his Top 5 Races, and I thought it was a good list. I'm wondering if you can nail all of the five races. Okay, well, Does he have to do them in order? No, nah, okay. I mean, okay, I, yeah, I'll go out of order. Yeah, you can go out of order, but um, if you could nail them in order, I'd be, I'd be impressed. Can I start with number one? Yeah, start with number, number one. one. American record. That's it. Yep, okay. number one, you got that. Number two, high school record. That's correct. Okay. Yep, he has seen this site. You, 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 I have you, you haven't. Have okay. I feel like those are pretty. I feel like that's okay. pretty, pretty obvious. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Pretty obvious. I'm gonna go with number three. I'm gonna say Paris. Ding, ding, ding. Three for three wow. so far. Yeah, yeah. Wow. This, this is where it gets, might be a little tough. This is tough, dude. This, this one, tougher. this one. Number four is tough. Number four. Number four. I'm, uh, I'm going to say the Reebok Grand Prix. Did not make the list. Didn't make the but list. But I would say that would probably be an honorable mention if it was, it, 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 it should have made the list. Uh, well, no, I don't know. These other, there's two. The number four is not a is not a mile or fifteen hundred. Oh, uh, so Houston. Yep. He, they put that in number four. Number okay. four. Yep. Okay. Or uh, where he ran, um, where Allen ran one forty three in Belgium. That was, um, I guess, a week. Was that a week after your American mm, record? It was like maybe two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks after like your American record? Okay. Uh, not enough time. I was not recovered. And I tweaked my hamstring in that race. And that was really <laughs> that was really the end. You know, that was the end? Oh. That was the last PR I ran. Well, then we're going to yeah. take that off the list. And we're going to put those <laughs> Reebok games <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> run on. And then the final one was a, uh, was a race at Prefontaine. I don't know if you can remember which one that one was. Well, I hope it's the one I won. Uh, I won pre one time. I did in 2004. Na- nailed it. Yep. 2004. Because yep. that was the 50th anniversary of, of, of Roger Bannister's sub four minute mile. And yep. he had those special jerseys. You got it. That's it. Status. All right. So you, uh, yeah. So do you, <laughs> you agree? Nailed it. Do you agree with the list? It sounds like maybe you would have put Reebok on there. I think I probably would have put Reebok on okay. there. Okay. That was a big thing. Matram and... Lagat were there and I beat those guys and I was it was part of that build up to US champion US championships I probably put US championships up there yeah. well god <laughs> that, that the pre was a good one too I might I might put the Olympic trials in 04 up there too because yep. that was a very special moment in my career your first too. Olympic team exactly yep. yeah um, and it, that was that whole that season was uh, sort of a, a putting my high school behind me right you know I finally PR'd yeah. in the mile in 1500. And so I was, you know, that whole book and the struggles, I was like, I'm putting these struggles away. <laughs> right. I'm healed. Yay. You know, I'm, I'm not a total failure. You know, I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I may not be the world record holder, but at least I got a, be- a little bit better during my career and wasn't, didn't totally just crumble under everything. Um, so it so. sounds like there's like a top like seven. Yeah, I think they, that's lister. not a bad list from yeah. this random Australian site. Good, <laughs> good job, um, random Australian site yeah. named uh, Runner's Tribe. Well done. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll we'll take it. 
All right. Well, it's Alan Webb. He is the owner of Elite On Site, uh, but he, he is also uh, the high school American record holder in the mile with a 353. He's also the American record holder in the mile with a, with a time of 346. Uh, he's on the Pacers tour. Dude, I, I, thank you so much for, for being here. Um, really appreciate uh, you, you giving us the time and psyched to hear that you're doing so well, man. Um, uh, thank you so much for having me. And I'm just so glad to, to be back in, back in my hometown. Well, <laughs> dude, well, I mean, maybe a lead on site if it, you know, does well out in Portland, you know, there's East coast expansion. Yeah, There's yeah, gotta be, sure. there's gotta be a need here for uh, East coast. But not to not don't expand too soon, man. Yeah. I, 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 I okay, take it yeah. from my my experience. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, it's Alan Webb. He's the American record holder in the mile. He joined us here in Pace Nation. Alan, thank you so much for joining us. All right, there he goes, it's Alan Webb, American record holder in the mile. This is Pace Nation. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back after this. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again. To to Alan Webb, the American record holder in the mile, for joining us on Pace the Nation today. Really fun guest. Great, great guest. Great job. Enjoyed having Chris in studio, too. It's good. Yeah, they're a good dynamic. I think we worked out some, you know, family issues there, too. Yeah. You know, Pace the Nation. We're, we are for hire if you want us to uh, mediate a conversation with your family. Yeah. No, we do she, that now. No, no, I don't think we're qualified. She's not, she's not into that. But thanks to Alan. Um, really, really uh, cool story. Um, impressive guy. Um, he's not running as much, obviously, now. Um, we didn't touch on how much he's running, uh, but I think he's. we're going to be able to convince him to run the uh, Crystal City Twilighter tomorrow night. That's awesome. Uh, Eight-minute eight pace, he said. So... Um, Hopefully you'll join us tomorrow or had join us and maybe we had a chance to run with uh, an American record holder. All right, Joanna, I mentioned earlier on the program that I'm really excited about next week's guests as well. Um, we've got um, Gabe Grinwald joining us on Pace the Nation next week. Uh, she's the runner we talked about a few weeks ago uh, mm -hmm. who competed at USA's in the 1500 meters She's currently going through chemotherapy, has had cancer for uh, almost, I, I, th I think, almost 10 years now. I think it's been almost 10, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's have varying stages of, you know, she's had different operations and uh, has now going through chemotherapy after racing USA's and really inspiring. And, um, you know, I've been texting with her back and forth. She's currently at Sloan Kettering uh, in New York City, which is the uh, top hospital for cancer and cancer research. Uh, so really excited about uh, having her on the program. Um, I want to promote her um, her and her uh, GoFundMe that, that they have currently. Uh, this, this research and, and her medical treatment is very expensive. So Wanted to promote that. We will tweet out uh, the link to that at Pace the Nation. Uh, also, we're going to do something at the uh, Beer Mile that's sponsored by Brooks. Uh, and she's a Brooks athlete. And she's a Brooks athlete. So we're going to do, um, you're going to have an opportunity to donate to Gabe's cause uh, at the Beer Mile. And Pacers and Brooks will match um, the donations there at, uh, at the Beer Mile. So 
really cool uh, that we're going to be able to talk to her uh, next week and also um, going to be able to uh, support her uh, at the Beer Mile uh, coming up in August. All right, good show, Joanna. Docs, we missed you. As always. But uh, we soldiered through. Had a great guest today, great couple of guests. Yeah. Thanks to Chris Webb and Alan Webb for joining us. Alan can be found on Twitter. It's at Alan underscore Webb one. So give him a follow on Twitter as well. All right. Thanks to the listeners. Thanks to Kelly Intern. Thanks to you, Joanna E. Russo. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We will see you next week. Parents, I want your parents to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for calming him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Answer Nam stories.